Hey everybody, welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour. My name is Jason Rockman. Uh, we meet here once a week to uh, talk to the most interesting people in the world of pop culture about a lot of interesting stuff. And uh, this week is no exception to that rule. We have got a three-time Grammy Award winner with us. His name is Fantastic Negrito. Well, actually, his name is uh, Xavier, but uh, he goes by the artist name Fantastic Negrito. And uh, this guy... Uh, not only is an incredible musician, but he is a three-time winner of the Best Contemporary Blues Album Grammy. Uh, he won in 2016, 2019, and 2020, and his new album just came out called White Jesus, Black Problems. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll be a four-peat. Uh, I, I have a good feeling about him, and I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. But before we get too far ahead, let me pull in our uh, co-host and um the man who makes everything look really, really good and sound good on the podcast, Mr. Ryan Stick. How are you, Ryan? I'm great, man. I'm uh, enjoying some uh, fancy new gear. Yeah. You, you are... Some nice stuff. Being part of Rockman Power Hour is pretty sweet. <laughs> So uh, uh, thanks for that segue. I want to thank uh, our title sponsor, um, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Usually I like to to show off one of the uh, the nice new bottles of hot sauce, but I wanted to bring one from my fridge because this is the reality of dealing with Heartbeat Hot Sauce. You go through it really, really quick. So I've got the Scorpion and I've got the ever so popular Dill Pickle Serrano. These are what Heartbeat Hot Sauce bottles look like when they're in your fridge because you go through them quick. They're going to be a little sticky. They're going to be a quarter full and um, you're going to really, really enjoy them. And right now, if you order from Heartbeat Hot Sauce and you use my promo code ROCKMAN20, I'm going to put it right there. Rockman 20, you'll get 20% off your entire order of hot sauce. So go over to heartbeathotsauce.com and uh, spoil yourself and try out this incredible hot sauce from a uh, small company out of Thunder Bay. And I know you're enjoying it quite as uh, quite as much as I am. Yeah, um, yeah I, man, I'm, I got the, I'm trying out this fancy flavor called Almost Empty. It's uh, it's it's delicious. It's very. Uh, I can't stop eating it. So. so we want to thank Heartbeat. Uh, check them out. Heartbeathotsauce.com. Use the 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 uh, promo code Rockman twenty, and you'll get twenty percent off your order. And of course, thank you to our good friends in Philadelphia and new homeowners. Congrats, guys! Uh, Studio House Designs. Uh, they always keep us looking fresh. And uh, Ryan, you're sporting the Adam Sandler Uncut Gems. That is a great shirt. Great movie too. So um, yeah. And and I'm seeing you're getting a lot of mileage on social media with that one people are loving it hey eh? yeah i'm not uh you know i'm not used to attention even though i'm always asking for it so uh you know careful <laughs> yeah. what you wish for kids so uh, they uh, yeah go ahead <laughs> oh no i was just going to say uh what i love about studio house designs and especially with this a24 bundle they just released yeah is that i i trust their judgment when it comes to movies they want to make t-shirts of because they make the t-shirts that not everybody does yeah and uh i saw that listed in the a24 was something called the green knight and i've been mm, putting it off and i'm so like good. but if they made a shirt about green room and they made a shirt about uncut gems they're probably saying that this is a good movie so you know sure enough checked out green knight specifically because they printed a shirt of it and now good i'm really movie, glad right? i have one isn't yeah. the movie good oh yeah yeah, so the A24 bundle um, is great. Ryan's rocking the uncut gems, and I've got the uh, the this movie. Not a lot of people in North America saw Saint Mode. What a no. great, great film! Amazing film. Um, just loved it. So, uh, thanks to Studio House Designs, always making us look fresh. Uh, go check them out at studiohousedesigns.com. They got um, new drops all the time. All right, let's let's dive right into this one, Ryan. Um, I know you really, really appreciated this week's uh, guest. You had never heard yeah. of him before, right? 
Nope. But uh, I can say that for most, some of the Rockman Power Hour guests, I've had the benefit of after editing the interview, like exploring their musical disc- uh, discography and just falling in love with what they've done. And his story is just amazing, especially yeah. like I, I love the fact he even mentions at one point before everything started working out, he quit. Yeah, went back to the basics, became a street performer, yeah. and now he's how, how many Grammys now? <laughs> Three in, and possibly a fourth with this new album because the album's brilliant. So um, yeah, no, I, I love these kind of stories, and I love people that stick by their convictions. You can tell that uh, this is an artist that doesn't care what you think; he's going to do what needs to come out of him, and, and and it's out of necessity. You can feel that in the art; it's 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 authentic, it's real, and the music is just um, it's just so so good. So without any further ado, check it out our conversation with Fantastic Negrito. All right, really, really happy to have with me um, uh, a gentleman whose career I, uh, I have been following and whose career I, I really love. Um, and uh, just through his music, I've, I've already felt kind of a closeness to him. And, I, and I'm hoping that I can, uh, I can develop that closeness on this Zoom call today. Uh, I've got Xavier from the band Fantastic Negrito. Uh, first of all, thank you for taking the time to chat today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm, I'm, we're, we're not far from age. We're, we're close in age from, from what I saw. You're, 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 I think we're about two or three years apart. And I grew up loving a certain period of music. Um, and I love talking to people about this, that, that I think we're are going to get it. And I think you're going to get it. There's this magic time in music from the late 80s to the early 90s, right before grunge, where all these incredible things happened, where all it was almost like all these musical styles smashed together and created these great musical journeys. Um, you know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Fishbone, yes. 24-7 yep. Spies. Um, yes. There were just so many of these bands that that faith no more that just morphed all these styles together. And when I listen to your music, it brings me back to that time where music didn't have rules. It was a little more dangerous. Rules. And even the biggest bands of that time back then, like the police. Yeah. I mean, who they really merged all these different sounds together. Yes. And um, I think even the early, the early Prince records, he had a time right, you know, where he was really innovative. Exactly. Yeah. There was so many people who were, just, yeah, it was just music. And the B fifty twos. I mean, you could you could it even it goes. Yeah, no, no. The, the, it, it I mean, there's, there's always going to be times like that where these bands come yeah. that are truly original. I mean, if you you know you go back to Joy Division, and then it it depends what genre right. you're going into. But when I first heard the band, I was like, wow, this reminds me of a time where styles just blended together, and it it was it's just nice to hear somebody that's still carrying that flag for originality in music. Absolutely, yeah, man, totally. So you got a new album coming out, um, White Jesus, Black Problems. You got a lot of pressure on this because, you know, the last three won Grammys. How do you deal with that? Well, I thought that was great that the last three won Grammys because my pressure was to make whatever I wanted to because it's over now. You won three Grammys. Who cares? Exactly. So so the pressure's off. You don't have any pressure anymore. Zero. You. Right. I mean, can't you tell White Jesus, Black Problems? Right. Yeah. People yeah, are yeah. like, man, you're going to ruin your career. And I've heard everything, you know. You shouldn't say that. Oh my God, that that, that makes me say it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because um, I had no intention of making this record. Okay. It started off um, around pandemic time. I, The first thing I did was hook up with Sting, speaking of the police. Okay. And I was okay. like, yo, let's, um, let's do this song that I wrote. You want to do it together? And he's like, man, I love this. We did it. Then I thought, you know, that's what's my next album is going to be me 
hooking up with a lot of uh, people that I dug growing up and just making an album of just kind of duets. Yeah, sure. And uh, that was going to be the record. But then, bam, pandemic, pandemic Right. And then for one year, I just was like, wow, I don't, I can't make this record because you can't get people like into the studio. Some people like Sting just came. Yeah. They don't want to record remotely, all that, you know. So that record just went away. And so uh, I'd done another collaboration on my previous album with an incredible artist named E-40 from, from the Bay Area out here, one of the most innovative rappers of all time, I believe. And we did this song, and I got a great call, and it was from a show called Black Lightning. And they're like, hey, we want to use your song. We're going to pay you all this money. And I was like, Yes, no, I, you got to remember, hey, yeah. there were no gigs. Yeah, no, there I was know. no income. I know. I, know. I mean, I, I, I just went and retreated back to my farm during that time. But so anyway, uh, that happened. That was great. I went to Atlanta. There's no vaccine. Everyone's freaking out. But I was like, I'll go, man. Just, you know, two goggles and three masks. And I'm on an airplane. And, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I went down to Atlanta and. I'm sitting in the hotel room that I'm quarantined in and I start digging through the uh, internet and messages and I find one from someone that says, hey, I'm related to you, I'm your cousin. I'm like, yeah, maybe. And I go through some of the ancestry links and I find out she's related to me and it takes me to this incredible story of, uh, you know, first the first shock was that I found my third generation grandparents. I'd seen their pictures before. And I knew it was rare for African-Americans to have that photograph of yeah, your yeah. third generation grandparents. Sure, to be able to trace and lineage. I, yeah, and I was quite perplexed that they were dressed very nice in the South, in Virginia, during slavery. Right. So I said, well, let's find out why they have these nice clothing on during slavery. I expect them to be in rags. and yeah. But yeah. I looked at their census, and it says registered free Negroes. So I that felt like, whoa, what? So I find fourth generation, fifth generation, sixth generation registered free Negroes. How did they get free? It takes me to a document of a woman named Elizabeth Gallimore, and she's presented in Amelia County Court in 1759 for unlawfully cohabitating with a Negro slave belonging to Henry Jones. Wow. So I feel like the room is kind of spinning there in Atlanta, and it's just... I don't really know what to, how to react or what to think. It's just, I'm like, what? Let's read this again. Keep reading it. And so I Google free Negroes in Virginia. And to my shock, there was about 50,000. And, you know, we don't really hear that narrative. Yeah. We hear like, okay, you're black, you're slaves. We're white, we owned you. Okay, what's next? Right. It, it just, it wasn't that simple, obviously. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, this is interesting that this history is really multi-layered and there's a lot of stories. And here was this white indentured Scottish woman, you know, with the, the courage of, of a lion, you know, decides to hook up with my black and slave grandfather. I don't know if she's like working in the house and he's in the field and she's like, oh my God, look at this sweating black Adonis or were they... Was he a house Negro? And they like were cleaning up and like, ooh, our skin touch. And it, I don't know. I had to make up the story. But I just, 
what really interested me about the story was that here were these people from opposite sides of the spectrum in the mid 1700s amongst the harshest you know racist laws that you'd ever could could imagine yeah and they did something we can't do in this modern era is they got something done right and i thought yeah that yeah. is inspiring i mean you go on the internet and all you hear is this side screaming this side yeah. screaming and I, in america i feel like we don't get anything done yeah there's a lot of arguing yeah we just further we're dug in to yeah. our like our dogmatic kind of rhetoric we're like i believe this and if i'm on the left here and if you don't believe every single thing then you're sexist or you're anti-trans or you're racist or you're a homophobe you know yeah and on this side it's like well i'm so dug into all these beliefs and if you don't believe me then you hate america you hate this it's so accusatory and non-productive and i love that this is a love story of two different people from two different places two different sides of the spectrum and they found each other i love it that's that is and it's remarkable how you can go from you know potentially saying all right you know i've won three grammys i'm gonna do i'm just gonna do a fun record with some friends and try to get some cool names on it and you start doing some research and your whole trajectory of where you're gonna go changes that's nuts Absolutely. that's crazy and i it was crazy it still is crazy to me when i look <laughs> back to the record i'm like that's a crazy record man. um your videos wow. are phenomenal and and Thank i love their i love the fact that and you know now you know, after watching Highs Bitter and, and and Betty, I I I understand now the story a little bit better. Um, and it's a film now too. It's a whole film. Oh really? So, oh yeah. I just I just did South by Southwest with the film, and I'm now in SF Film Festival. Yeah, it's a it's a 40 minute film. Oh wow. Okay, so there's so there's a lot of layers to this record. Yeah, it's a whole visual album. You know, that's what it basically is. It it just got so much inspiration out of the story. So you're not worried about a Grammy. You you have a story to tell. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, I really <laughs> sincerely am not. I don't, it's yeah. great to win that kind sure. of stuff, but of I, course. the artists that I, you know, I worship the David Bowie's and, you know, I, he doesn't, he didn't have any Grammys. Those are the people that I love. And, you know, I want to just do like really interesting music and art. And that's, that's what made me get up and go start playing on the streets at 40, five years old i mean i was like people were like oh you can't do that you know your music doesn't fit into genre and you're too old man but i just hit yeah. the streets and i kept on playing and i didn't ask permission and i just want to stay on that path and if i yeah. get some awards great great yep if yep. i get some fans great if i don't get awards fans great that i felt like i was really on that path and i i love that path because it's like um creating with like the wisdom of a grandfather, but the freedom of a 17 year old. And that yeah, combination yeah. is awesome. <laughs> I love it. You know, the it, best. Uh, it, it really is. And as you know, I'm in my fifties and, and I've, you know, I've been a musician in the past and, and um, I've done that whole trip. You know, it, it's, it's amazing how, when you, when you actually look at it as art again, and you look at it as something that needs to be created and not as a business, the love for it comes back. God. I mean, I tell you, man, you know, I don't know if you know much of my story, but I quit for five years. Yeah. So, so tell us a bit about that. Some of the people here might, I mean, I know your story pretty well, but I'd like, I'd like some of the people that are going to be listening. You know what? I just was sick of trying to be accepted Yeah. and trying to fit into some record executives, repressed fantasy of 
the world and like how many, how I could help him with his yacht payments and his cocaine and horror habits. That's what it felt like. It, yeah. it felt like you were dealing with people who just didn't even like music. Yeah. They had, they, and that made me quit, get away from Los Angeles, come back home to Oakland. And then I some, you know, I found it again, just by being a street musician. Yeah. And I really enjoyed just playing for people getting off the train. And I didn't worry about like, what genre is this? Yeah. How are we going to reach the people? Is this a single? Yeah. Man, the hell with that. I mean, it, I just found freedom in my middle age and, and I don't care when I make a record and that's so powerful, man. And I just live in this bubble and it's fun and it's, it's so rewarding, man. And I'm so glad that this happened for me. When I was in my twenties, I was signed by Jimmy Iovine, you know? Yep. I think he just made it into the rock and roll hall of fame. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, it was it, freedom of not being signed, of letting people decide. And it was powerful. It's a nice thing, you know, you know like you, you say a name like Jimmy Iovine. I mean, the guy's, he's a legend in the business. And he also right. he's also a guy that can spot talent. So obviously people, <laughs> people knew something was up, you know, and I'm sure. But it's nice when you hear the story of an artist who's been able to say, you know, I kind of just wanted to do my thing. And, and when it hits and people recognize it, and then you get the accolades from the peers and all that, it's nice when you do it your way. And not many artists have that story. A lot of artists have to, you know, they have to do certain things they don't want to do. They have to, or they, or they just, they give up their dream. And, and I think when it's rooted in truth and when it's rooted in art, it, it's where, you know, um, it's where it comes across and it's authentic. I, uh, Daryl McDaniels is a good buddy of mine um, from Run DMC. And Daryl is one of these guys. He has that. He has that older man wisdom, but he has that childlike need to create. And he doesn't care yeah. how stuff does. He doesn't care yeah. about all that stuff. He wants to create and have fun. And he wants to be there for younger generations. It's nice to see people that, that really take that approach to art. It's a, it's a beautiful place to be. And it's, um, it's genuine. And yeah, I'm, I'm super, super fortunate. And I want to tell people out there, I always want to tell this Hey man, it's okay to put it down for a while. Yeah. It's you may need to put it down for a while because creating without inspiration is the worst. It really is. And trying to fit into someone else's, you know, fantasy of how they it's the worst, man. And I I think the human spirit, you know, is hungry. It needs to be fed and we have to find our way whatever it is. For um everyone it's different because we're all different. Um, you're going to get back to live performing. Are you excited to do that? I imagine that's a, that's a part that you really, really enjoy. Yeah, I do like it. I, it's funny. I just, like I said, I did South by Southwest for the film and then I did a Q and a after the film. And then I just did a few songs acoustically. I really love that. But then I played a few with the bands and like playing the new material. And it's, um, it's really, um, interesting. You know, it's, it's great. I love it. I've had a, having such a great time and, um, I was just in a couple of days ago, I did Japan, Italy, France, just talking about the film and playing the songs. And it's it's good to have this film and this album because it is a story of possibility. And I love to tell it over and over and over again through film and through uh, music and song. Um, in terms of the film, um, and, you know, this is your band, this project's a very visual project. You know, there's always a, a visual proponent that's attached to the music. Where do you find your inspiration for that? 
you know, what are, what are some of the filmmakers that you've watched in the past that, or films, you know, or directors, anything that you've gotten inspiration for where that's, you can kind of feel that like, when I listen to your music, I can, I can hear imprints of certain stuff you must have liked, oh, but, totally. but, but in terms of the visual aspect of it, um, you know, the videos and the movie, where, who, who were your, your go-tos there? Well, um, I want to say this. I don't know anything about making a film okay. <laughs> or a movie. I just, this was completely, it's a pandemic. You know, I turned around, looked at my drummer. If you notice the a lot, a guy, as you'll see, I'll have my assistant send you the film. I was like, looking at how big and strong he looked. And I was like, man, I'm thinking about doing a film about all this. You want to play my grandfather? And he's like, sure. <laughs> no one, people had, hey, people had nothing to do. I happened to look on his Instagram and I saw he was like dating this, who's now his fiance, this white girl with this long, um, strawberry blonde reddish hair i thought scottish yeah so i go to her i go you want to play my um grandma elizabeth betty gallimore she looked at me real strange like i don't sure it's a pandemic no so i was i was it was really easy to get people because there was a pandemic happening i found a kid on instagram named eric neal one camera so we used a small camera and we shot the whole thing so i don't know i would say like i like pretty different stuff like Fellini, like the Italian director, like Akira Kurosawa. I like, I still love his black and white films. They're amazing. I love all the, um, you know, stuff from the seventies. I'm a big, it's just cause of my age. I feel like yeah. there was that golden era of, of films. And I just, I loved how, how free that was. So that's the stuff I, I like. I'm sure I'm nowhere <laughs> close to that. Although in Italy, the Italians thought, your film has the spirit of Fellini, and I almost cried. Wow, that's a that's internally. I was yeah. like keeping a straight face, like yeah, man. That that's a so. that's a big compliment. That's a big compliment. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just you know I got to tell you that I didn't really try anything with this record. It really wasn't my story. It was my seventh generation grandparents. They did all the work. Yeah, they took all the all the punches, and I was just here to be a conduit to tell their story. It was a speeding train. I just got on the train. It was, I was, I'm still surprised at the album when I listen to it. It's the only record that I made where when I start to hear it, I go, wow. Yeah. Like that is a trip, man. Like that venomous dogma. It's like this, it feels like the psychedelic rock trip and it immediately, you know, we're not immediately, it turns into something else, but I was telling the story of my grandparents being free and then, boom, immediately they're in captivity. And that's, I was just telling telling their story. And songs like True Who, I thought of the absurdity of the idea of like race or racial supremacy when really it's, it was just about money yeah. and the highest bidder. Like, how could my grandfather, I mean, you would think they would kill him. Like, you were with a white woman. But since they produce kids, I think the owner thought, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I can get some work out of these kids. And it was right. all about money. Yeah. So somehow maybe he let them do their thing because sure. it was sure. before America was a country. This is the mid 1700s. So of course I had to fill in all that with, and that was the fun part. But yeah, I think with the music and with the film, just as free as you can be, you know, and love great stuff and let that stuff influence you and, <laughs> you know, steal from as many great people as you can. <laughs> kind of like that. 
it's uh i i love when people admit that because a lot of people you know they want they want to talk about their influences like come on we all steal we all steal and and it's the it's 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 the it's the greatest form of flattery from an artist if 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 someone absolutely yeah i mean that's you hear everyone on these records yeah i interviewed a guy named sam fender from the uk it's an up-and-coming guy and um we were in montreal and of course arcade fire from montreal and first thing he said to me he goes i just want you to know that i stole from your band from the city and and i hope they never come after me <laughs> and it was just so refreshing the way he said it you know with reverence and uh it's no not- it's true um lastly i just wanted to ask you really quickly uh vago low uh there's a lyric here and i'm going to read it so i want to screw it up um i've seen a little boy soldier with tattoos all over his face a gangbanger street mascot i'm too old so i couldn't relate tell me a bit about that line oh man that's very interesting especially uh it reminds me of I'm being butchered online because I said that Eminem belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So people are coming after me. I don't know if you may not agree with that. I do agree. Of course I agree with it. Are you kidding? Okay, yeah, yeah. People are going crazy. How dare you? So anyway, uh, I just, um, it means a lot to me. Of course, I kept saying this, tell the story of grandma and grandpa. Right. But there's a parallel on the album with, there's a modern theme. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's a, there's modernity here, so we have to acknowledge it. And I think, I think that line had a lot to do with maybe like modern new music and how the internet kind of took a lot of the imagination away from a lot of music. Like the tattoo is like on the face is like a cliche to me almost. Like yeah. okay, I'm a grimy ass rapper. So, so I, it was something that I I can't really relate to yeah and i thought that there is a wow i'm explaining this this is interesting i thought that there is a um aspect of like corporatism that's like yeah more of that cookie cutter more of that more of that there's great stuff out there man you take an album uh artists like in rap and hip-hop like kendrick lamar who's fucking just yeah. brilliant I mean, did you see the new did you did you watch the new oh video? my god i mean it's i like, i watched it through, i know we're going off subject a bit but i watched it last night it dropped probably around eight o'clock yeah. nine o'clock my time i watched it and it was amazing to see because he's got about 11 million followers on on yeah. on instagram or on and or on youtube and there was four and a half thousand views and i was like holy shit i'm seeing this early and i yeah. watched it and i'm like did he just morph into oj did he just yeah. morph into kanye and i was like yes how does this guy this and i'm just oh. like he's coming back to take the fucking crown again like the guy's gone think- and it's it's amazing I think what it is about him and I being an old guy and I yeah. can't relate to artists. And I just say it, I'm not yeah. going to pretend. No, but I, but I, not- and I think that's why that line jumped out at me is because I feel the same way. I mean, my heroes in hip hop were, um, you know, I've, and it's funny if you were, to, if I was turning my camera around, I've got all these, I have a bunch of toys in here. My heroes are, you know, are public enemy. Uh, oh yeah. KRS one, you know, come those, on. Those are the guys yeah. that, that, but yeah, you know, so, and it's funny, I don't get all of that, but a guy like Kendrick comes and, Right, he, he could very easily get because of some of the beats that he's used and some of the production could easily fall into one of those categories where people will just dismiss him. And I've had friends of mine that are older go, right. "Oh no, he's just one of those." I'm like, "You have no idea. You have to you have a minute no to, idea. You have to listen." We're witnessing, we're witnessing greatness. Yes, I mean, to me, Kendrick Lamar is going to have to be one of the greatest ever at the end of this. Just oh yeah, yeah, what he's accomplishing. Yeah. So I think like I brought him up because I couldn't, I can't relate to. I sound like an old fuck here, but I mean, I, I can, I know being a grant, being the grandfather dude too. Yeah. I recognize like, Hey, wait a minute. 
I remember this. You guys, this was big hair bands. You guys ruined rock with big hair bands one after another. You're doing the same thing in rap. Yeah. So I think something uh, in me that's like anti-corporatism, anti-excessive, like stupid capitalism, because that ruins art form, yeah. make me, and that ruined my grandfather's life, excessive, stupid capitalism, and it ruined my white Scottish grandmother's life. I mean, that's what's powerful about this story is that, you know, here was a white woman. We talk about white privilege. You know, we look, I agree there's white privilege, but what did my grandmother think of that? Yeah. She didn't think much of it, guys. You know what I mean? She didn't think much of the idea of white supremacy at all. She was like, fuck you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm related to those people. Yeah. Well, that's I'm related to those people, man. Those are, my, those are my people. And guess what? They were black and they were white. Yeah. And, that, and that's it, it, cool. It, it, I love well, that. And it's, it's like, you know, you were saying with music, they, you know, when you were starting out, people want to categorize, they want to compartmentalize, they want to, they yeah. want to put you in a box because it's safer, but well, it makes money. That's why that's it. But when you can't, but money. when you can't be put in a box, there's nothing more frustrating for somebody. But at the end of the day, you know, everything's all about having a side. Now everything's all about, I, I've got to understand completely what it is. And, and the whole art thing is gone. The whole you know, interpretation. And, and I love the fact, you know, the first thing I thought of when I watched that Kendrick video was like, Oh, he's going to get a lot of flack for fucking morphing into OJ. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. But, but then right. I said, I trust him as an artist and I'm going to go on this journey with him because he has something to say about that. And there is something to be said. You know, and that's, yeah, and that's, say. and again, that's why I was excited to talk to you today because you're one of those artists that has something to say and it's refreshing because. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Cause it's not easy. No, I know it's not my journey. People think it's, it's not easy, man. I get shit all the time, which I'm okay with now. I just like, but I don't, I just don't respond to, but people, I get it from everybody, especially yeah. with this last one. I get it from everybody. I mean, but that's good. I, I, I'm not doing it for them, you know what I mean? Yeah. I maybe maybe I'm just talking to my kid something, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I just want to do the work that's genuine, that's real, that's authentic, that I can live with, and I can be very proud of as an old old man. I'm already old. <laughs> but I I want to be like, yeah, I made those goddamn albums and people didn't want me to. I remember the first day we I I can all us like I'm going to make the last days of Oakland. I was in this at this NPR like hipster yeah. gathering and they were like, oh my God, like, that's terrible. How dare you say the last thing? And I was like, what? I was like, maybe I'm onto something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it went way back then, even Fantastic Negrito people were like, why would you say that? Like, it's bad marketing. And I was like, well, I, Fantastic Negrito is not about me. I just think it's awesome name, number one. I think that every time I, it really shines the light on people that had no voice, I think. Like anytime people ask me about it, I go, you know what? I always imagine that my enslaved ancestors, there had to be some Kendricks or Michael Jacksons in the field picking cotton, but they just didn't get a chance. Yeah. They must have been so brilliant. Some Aretha Franklin out there, you know, yeah. singing, Lord, yes, yes, you know, but nobody got to hear them. So I like to acknowledge them. That, that's all it was about. I have something, there's something to say behind the names and I, I really like this interview a lot because I actually learned something from it. So I thank you. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time. I really do. Um, I can't wait for people to hear the record. I got a chance to hear it and I love it and uh, continued you. success, man. I hope we get to meet in person one day and, and I really can't wait to see you live one day. <laughs>
that would be really absolutely well i think you're in canada right yeah i saw you're playing in burlington uh burlington Ontario. i think we're from in toronto yeah so yeah but we got to get you up to montreal because montreal is where it's you know I, I did there i played um and you know what i i played mont Blanc festival how do you say it mont Blanc. yeah 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 so anyway here's the thing through this whole year oh montreal let me shout out through this whole journey I couldn't put everything into this interview because I found out so much stuff. Yeah. So one of the things I found out was that my last name is completely made up, completely fabricated by my dad. And I found my real last name and my real relatives are in Montreal. Really? And one guy is, he's about in his 70s now, but he was a, a Montreal Canadian performer. One of the first early black ones. His name is Pierre Propal. Okay. Pierre Propal. And so I didn't, I had no idea. So now I'm talking to my Montreal, I got a lot of relatives up there because that's, that's where my dad's brother went, but he kept his real name. So that's, I'm going to have, I want to like do a, I want to meet him and like film it. It'll be the first time I've ever met anyone on my dad's side. So shout out to Montreal and Pierre Papal. That's super cool. Hey, thank you again for taking the time. Uh, continued success. Right, Look forward to talking to you again, man. Take care. Peace. You too, man. You know, that dude takes a, a concept record to a whole new level. Yeah. Because, uh, wow, considering he's his story and finding out about this story, I, I, I love the way that he starts off with, so I was jamming with Sting. Yeah, I know. And I keep I know. thinking about, remember that time you quit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah, it, it just shows you that if you're meant to do something, you're going to do it. And, and the the work will find you. Um, the, the the calling will find you as long as you're open to it. And it's that you know, it's that healthy balance of knowing when, when it's a good time to step away, getting some perspective and, and also knowing when not to quit. And he's just, he's just a great artist. And, and I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to have him on the show. I'm glad we got to, to, to shine a bit of a light to maybe an audience that might not have heard of him before, because once you do get into him and everybody that I've spoken to Ryan about him and about this, this project since has all come back to me and said, man, I went back and listened to this record. I went back and listened to that record and he's really, really good. So yeah, it was a, it was a real pleasure to have him on today. Um, we've got yeah, one more Grammy is going to win a sub. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he's got like the subway card, like the Grammy the card, the yeah, Grammy exactly. punch card. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, uh, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up this summer. You and I are going to be, uh, very, very busy. We've got a lot of great guests lined up. Um, I've been putting finishing touches on a couple of, uh, you know, it's like fishing, right? When you have a podcast, Ryan, you know, you, you throw your line in the water and you just let it sit there. And right now we've got lines everywhere and you know, you'll get an email like, Oh, we got a bite here. Got a bite here. And that's, what's exciting about it. But some of the lines that we've got in, let's just say we're doing some big game fishing. Okay. Um, we're out there, you know, we're not, you know, we don't have a little, wooden rod with uh, you know a guitar string that's hanging off the pier we're out there you know huh, i'll go get me a marlin <laughs> you gotta hold on to me as i'm reeling some of these in so um i'm excited about what we got coming in uh in the next uh, in the next couple of months um for you um you, you we've got like you and i are involved with with comic cons we got comic cons coming 
Um, so many great guests coming. Yeah. You know, we got money. Yeah, I know you know that. I can tell by the bags yeah. under your eyes. <laughs> it's uh, it's it, it's unbelievable. You don't have bags under your eyes. I'm just saying that. But um, it's unbelievable. No, I, no, no, no. There's bags. All right. <laughs> and they're full. <laughs> and these aren't carry ons. These are under the plane bags. Like, you know, we're, we're putting all the presents from like every place we went to and they're under the plane because we couldn't put them on. Uh, no, I get it, man. It's it, it's just it's a whirlwind. And it's funny because there's so much stuff going on right now. Um, it seems like the world's waking up and, and people are trying to, it's just like they're trying to, to, to stuff as much as they can in, um, you know, it's like that age old expression of trying to, you know, shove 10 pounds of shit in a six pound bag. It's just a horrible analogy, <laughs> horrible analogy, but, but it's true. We're, we're all trying to play catch up. We're all trying to get things going and, um, it's been challenging, but I, I, one thing about the podcast, man, we are we are going full force ahead. We got so much stuff lined up, and um, and I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm really really. Excited. It's a nice it's a nice life. It's a nice way to live because well, first of all, we get to talk every week. Yeah, and that's you know, true. not just about like, can you believe this garbage? <laughs> like it's 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 yeah. nice. Yeah, because we have yeah. to talk about something positive all the time. It's a good way to train your brain. It is. And uh, frankly, I don't know. More and more people are watching and subscribing. We, uh, folks listening, we really appreciate every single subscribe. Uh, I don't know if an angel gets its wings, but uh, I get wings in a Red Bull sense. It's great. So please keep doing that. Yeah, make sure you you uh, like, subscribe, um, hit the alert button wherever you're watching or listening to us, and uh, and and pass on the information if you're liking it, if you're digging it. Hey, you know, best thing is word of mouth, and we really really appreciate all the support. Uh, also, a big thanks to you, my co-host Ryan Stick. Thanks to our producer Julia Kajerski. Thank you to Heartbeat Hot Sauce. The uh, best hot sauce in the world. And uh, right now, if you use my promo code ROCKMAN20, which we will put right down here, there, um, we will uh, give you that. That's a gift for you and and from Heartbeat. That'll give you 20% off your order of hot sauce uh, every time that you go. And it's unlimited. You can keep give it to your friends, whatever. ROCKMAN20, 20% off for you at Heartbeat Hot Sauce. So enjoy that. Uh, Thanks to Studio House Designs for always keeping us looking fresh. And, um, And thanks to our... Producer Julie Kajerski. I think I said that, right? Did I? I'll say it again. You should just keep thanking her. She does yeah, a lot. She does. She puts up with my bullshit too. Um, and until you next week, <laughs> Ryan is going to go and wash that shirt. Conditioner is better. I need to have silky and smooth. Ryan is going to go wash that shirt finally. Because um, I've been living in it. <laughs> and uh, and we will see you. Oh yeah. By the way, next week on the show, um, mm. we've got someone really, really special that I think people are going to be excited about. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is going to be. Want to tell them now? No, I want them to. I want them to tune in next week. But let's just say you are going to witness the beginning of a very, very, very promising career next week on the Rockman Power Hour. Awesome! I'm learning how to dance. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) 